0: Football is back, and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. Stand up Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By. Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content, Denver Sports Station. 1043 The Fan.
1: What is up, and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By. And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. Reacting to maybe one of the most anticipated games of the Denver Nuggets season and maybe one of the most uh, exhaling wins of the Denver Nuggets season. (sighs) 114-110 in Philly against Joel Embiid on national television. It feels like there was anticipation for this game really for about the last four or five days. And it was um and we talked about it here on the podcast on the radio show uh, on the fam. this was going to be a narrative setter uh in terms of the m v p vote and we'll get to uh that in in just a moment, but it ultimately was a one fourteen one ten uppercase w in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in a game that started just flat out disastrously and I don't know if I'm the only one, but I had a pit in my stomach, almost like, and this is this is going to sound weird, but it's almost like, um, you know, with this with these narrative stuff and the way that the national media works and the the entire conversation for the last really almost two seasons with Jokic and the MVP and sort of the just the, the unwarranted drama that um, it has been. And some of the um you know blasphemous stuff that has been said about Jokic and again just the ongoing national conversation, um, it felt like Nuggets Nation and, and and myself, um there was some sort of personal investment in it that you so badly, I so badly, um wanted the rest of the world to see what what we see. And, and and it's really um, – that really sounds dumb when I'm saying it out loud because NBA fans have had an opportunity to watch Jokic for years. We've watched him in the playoffs for years now. Uh, anytime uh, – well, I, I was going to say anytime you want to watch Jokic, you can. Uh, unfortunately, for most of the Denver Metro, uh, that is not true. But you know what I'm saying. Like, ultimately, Jokic isn't new, right? Jokic is the reigning MVP. But it was one of these things where going into this one, it feels like – Almost, he had to prove it all over again. And and I don't know why um, that's the case, but it it did feel like that. Uh, Despite, you know, Jokic averaging, you know, what he's averaging, what he's done in the playoffs. I mean, in the playoffs, the guy averages, you know, uh, 26, uh, 11, and 6. Like, he's done this for years. He's played in over 40 playoff games. And there still I was on a Monday night, like, I still need everyone to see the light. Because it feels like they don't. Um, And ultimately, Jokic did not put on some sort of MVP performance. Uh, He really didn't. I thought Jokic was solid. I thought at the beginning of the game, he was tight. Um, But really, you you look at the first couple possessions uh, of the game, it almost felt like a heavyweight fight. Like, you know, boxers feeling each other out in the the first round. Jokic blocked uh, Joel Embiid on the second possession of the game. Had a bucket or two. Joel hit a couple threes, and it just felt like it was like, wow, like there's like hype to this game, and it's actually living up to it. And then Philly started to separate. And I had a, uh, I was mentioning the pit in my stomach. I thought for a second there, for a few seconds there, in that first half, that the Nuggets were going to get blown out. It felt like they were teetering. When Philly, uh, they were on a 12-0 run early in that first quarter, and they were up thir- 31-14, to like that. 31-14, there's four minutes left, and I thought there was an important sequence in that game that gets totally forgotten, because at the end of the first quarter, the Nuggets are down 37-22, to right? Not ideal. I don't know if they would have even been in the game were it not for three consecutive possessions with three consecutive jump shots from Monte Morris, Bones Highland, and Nikola Jokic. Three consecutive possessions that made Philly call a timeout and while it was just six points, it was a catch your breath moment for Denver. And had that sequence not happened in that first quarter, instead of 37 to 22 at the end of 12 minutes, it could have been 41 to 17 for real. And that's just too big of a hole to come back from. And uh, it didn't happen like that. Uh, I thought that uh, the second unit there in that first half. Um, really uh, did a, a, a nice job and outscored uh, Philly uh, by ten during that second twelve-minute stanza in the second quarter. And, and really, you know, one of the major stories from this basketball game is going to be Bones Highland, and and rightfully so. Uh, I thought it was a special night for Bones Highland. It was not the first time that we've seen him show out a little bit on national TV, but I do think it was his biggest performance. Um, in a game that did garner the attention that it was getting. Totally unrelated to him, right? It was about the Embiid versus Jokic. But then you get into the game, and then you realize he's got 500 people there from his hometown in Delaware, and the first responders that, you know, um, helped salvage a really, really bad situation that lost a a family member um, in in a house fire, I think it was his sophomore year, when Bones has to jump out of a window and injures his knee, loses a year of high school basketball, I mean, really, really uh, uh, dramatic and traumatic uh, for Bones Highland and for it to come full circle in his rookie season and to have, you know, 500 folks supporting him, including those first responders. Bones very emotional after the game. Um, But as we have talked about on this podcast, that Bones Highland is a showman. And not only is he a showman, he'll tell you he's a showman. And those are two different things. He... Not, not only just naturally embraces the limelight, he is conscious of it, he's super sensitive to that limelight, and he seems to grow with the moment. So for him to score 21 points and be a bench high plus 16, excuse me, a team high plus 16 in 31 minutes of action, him going 50% from the field, him going uh, four for nine from three, got to the free throw line a couple times. I just was so impressed and I walk away, you know, from this one once again asking the question. In addition to giving Tim Connolly massive credit for once again finding a gem late in the first round, he was like the 26th overall pick. Um, you know, it, it it did Tim Connolly and the Nuggets stumble on a Nuggets stalwart, if not a star, a potential star. He's got Star-like quality. I, I put it in my notes. He's got real NBA burst. He's got that first step. He's got that burst. And he is just so fun to watch when he's making shots. And a couple of those down the stretch. One of them from about 30 feet out. Just an absolute bomb. And just growing with the moment. That's a certain type of quality that a basketball player has that Bone, Bones Highland uh, possesses. So I know for a lot of people, that was really their introduction to Bones Highland, um, and they get to see some of the flashes that fans in Denver have been so excited about uh, for the last few months from the rookie out of VCU. Uh, The bench just in general um, was, you know, that second half when Boogie Cousins makes consecutive threes. I don't know about you, my heart stopped on the third one. <laughs> I'm like, is he about to make the world stop turning on its axis if this third three goes in? Uh, but it, they were they were massive shots from Boogie Cousins. Uh, they were massive shots from uh, Bones Highland. There was a big three from Bryn Forbes, um, who has not been shooting it great. There was a big three in that second half that they needed. It felt like they needed, um, as the second unit was the very best version uh, of themselves. So... Uh, And J. J., J. Michael Green, while it has been an an up-and-down, imperfect season, I thought he played really well, went 5-for-6 from the floor. He was active. He drew uh, a very instrumental charge um, on uh, Joel Embiid, and you give just massive credit for Michael Malone down the stretch of that basketball game, challenging a charge. Guys, if you know NBA basketball or just basketball in general like I do, those challenges on a charge are like 90% of the time irreversible. There's just not enough evidence to switch the call on the floor. And again, you just give massive credit for, 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 to, to Michael Malone for uh, saving the challenge and having that in his back pocket down the stretch of the game and taking a bucket away from Philly and Joel Embiid as Embiid was tiring. Like if you go back and watch the first quarter and then just watch the fourth quarter, those were two different players. Joel Embiid played more minutes than he typically plays. He was out there for thirty six minutes, and I think he played all the third quarter. and And and, and I'd have to go back and check on that. Um, but he played a bunch of minutes there in the second half, and I think it showed down the stretch. Uh, he missed a, a a point blank shot that I think was due to a fatigue and a lack of legs. And I I thought it was instrumental. Um, and Jokic, while he uh, looked tight, as I mentioned earlier in the game, having three turnovers in the first seven minutes. The Nuggets had seven turnovers in the first quarter. The, you, you're on pace to, to 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 throw the ball away 28 times. There was a turnover that was just like guys chucking the ball around, just not having an awareness of your teammate looking at you and the ball ending up in the fourth row like those were some of the turnovers that were happening there in that first half uh but the team settled in the team settled in and pulls out um what i think you could qualify as a signature win especially coming off that loss against Toronto uh over the weekend that was a bad loss at home uh, a loss that they didn't have um enough uh energy uh, and focus and effort uh, to get across the finish line from that one. And they get, ended up getting, you know, kind of blown out uh, at home. And that was on the heels of the Warriors' loss, which they, you know, blew a, a double-digit, you know, 13-point lead in the third quarter, ended up losing that game. We talked about it last week. But they, then they then they dropped that game Toronto, uh, to Toronto, and then you're like, man, Monday night feels kind of important. Uh, and it was. And it was. So, um I don't know how far it's going to push Nikola's MVP narrative um, because Nikola uh, did not play great. Uh, I thought he was, like I mentioned before, I thought he was, he was solid. Was he the best version of himself? Um, I don't think so. But at the end of the day, you go into Philadelphia, all right? You steal a game in which, you know, Philly was up 19 at one point in that game, okay? You come back. You steal the game. And Jokic leads his team in points. He leads the Nuggets in rebounds. He led the Nuggets in assists. He led the Nuggets in steals. And he led the Nuggets in blocks. Okay, so was it a world-beating performance? No. But think about what I just said in a win where you went on the road and beat James Harden, Joel Embiid, uh, Maxi and Thibault and 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 just a, a you know a, a Tobias Harris got a really good team right. You went on the lead, you went on the road and stole that game and Jokic led the team in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. Uh, that's actually a testament to greatness. And Kobe used to have games like this, um, and, and LeBron and many others too, right? Where it's like you watch the game and it doesn't seem like it's some sort of great reverberation or great impact. And you're not going to be talking about this performance, um, you know, for, for months, let alone, you know, weeks, but you still did what Nicola did. I think it's a Testament um, to Nicola. And, and by the way, he mixed in some flash. Now he mixed in some flash and the whole notion that like, well, Nicola's game isn't appreciated because he doesn't play with flash. Okay. Well, did we see the no look pass? Uh, with, with the offhand to Jeff Green in transition in that second quarter, that's about as sexy as a, of a pass as you'll see in the NBA this year. Did we see the full court uh, quarterback uh, uh, launch the signature QB1 Jokic pass? Uh, who was on the other end of that? I think Monte. I mean, d- d- did we see that? Right? I mean, come on. Let's. It's, it's not just all about dunking the basketball. Oh, and by the way, Nicola dunked too. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He did that, too. <laughs> so um, it's funny the way that we 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 frame. Uh, when I say we, I mean just the basketball uh, fans, basketball public in general, frame uh, Nicola's game. Uh, I thought the bench was the difference. You know, I thought the bench was the difference. Um, just massive kudos. Uh, you look at, you know, how many bench points was scored. You got 10 from J. Mike, 8 from DeMarcus, 21 from Bones Highland, Austin Rivers pitched in four. And, um, and and Brent Forbes had five. So just a tremendous uh, tip of the cap to a second unit that it was much maligned earlier in the season and water kind of uh, finding its level. All right? And, and, and you love to see it. You absolutely love to see it. Uh, Aaron Gordon didn't look right, once again. Uh, he's had a rough month here. We touched on that last week, and he uh, apparently was dealing with some sickness. He was coming off a game where he missed because of an ankle. And I think that a guy like Aaron Gordon really wants to play in that game with the attention, with the pressure, with the national spotlight, but i i don't know if he was um physically or mentally ready to to play in that game. Uh fortunately it doesn't cost Denver, but he was kind of a shell of himself in his 20 minutes, 7 points, uh minus 13 uh in the plus minus. Um j- just just not great uh from Aaron Gordon. So, a uh, massive W. We'll see how far it it takes uh Jokic's MVP campaign. Um, again, I thought it was kind of um, you know, you know, Embiid scores more points. Nikola has you know a couple more rebounds, uh, twice the amount of assists. Um, you know, I didn't think it was the de- decisive knockout win for Jokic. But, hey, he was on the winning side uh, of a team that went on the road and is more undermanned than the healthy Sixers. Uh, so I think that unto itself is um, is the feather in the cap, not necessarily the individual performance. Although, like we said, he did lead uh, the group in, in um, uh, all those categories. All right, uh, guys, that's what I have for you uh, today. I uh, hope you enjoyed that game on Monday night on ESPN uh, still, some ways to go here. All right, right around the corner, the Nuggets are going to have the Washington Wizards uh, on uh, Wednesday evening. All right, and that will be uh, again in Washington. Then they'll travel to uh, a tough Cavs team before they come back home against Boston, the Clippers, the Suns, and Oklahoma City Thunder uh, on the back stretch of this month. All right, guys, I uh, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Rate, subscribe, tell a friend, share it. It would be great. It'd be a big favor to me. It's the best way to spread uh, love on this podcast. Shout out our uh, sponsor, Superbook of Sports, superbook.com, uh, and we will leave it there for now. And, guys, whatever happens on Wednesday night against the Wizards, you know we'll be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast.
0: Football is back, and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help.